Hey friend, just a quick note for you before you get into this episode. Since I released this season last year, I have since changed around some of the domains on my site, and now the links that I mention in the original episodes no longer work. So before, if I mentioned a link like filmmakerfreedom.com slash one, that link is now filmfreedomshow.com slash one, and it's the same throughout this entire season. So sorry for the inconvenience with that, and uh, I hope you enjoy the show. Hey friend, Robert Hardy here, and welcome back to the Filmmaker Freedom Podcast, and to the third episode of season one, where we're tackling a single subject throughout the entire season, and that subject is how to succeed as a filmmaker in the modern world. So today's episode is all about one very simple, but seriously damn important question. Why do you want to be a filmmaker? Now, to understand why this is so important, we kind of need to take a step back and just look at filmmaking as a whole. So I think most of us have a sense that the filmmaking life, whether it's working in the industry or as a freelancer or making your own films, isn't an easy life. I mean, pretty much any filmmaking path you take is going to require long hours and sacrifice and putting up with a good deal of frustration for whatever reason. But at the same time, it's completely worth it. So that's really the foundation of this question. Why is it worth it? Why do you want to make films? And if you can answer that question, and if you're truly deeply connected with the reason that you come up with, you, my friend, will be far more likely to succeed in whatever it is that you want to accomplish in the world of film. And don't just take my word for that. That's one of those observations that's been passed down from the world of philosophy and military history and the study of personal achievement. But it's also backed up by the psychological community and even more recently by neuroscientists. Basically, everybody agrees that when you have a strong driving purpose behind your work, it makes it so much more likely that you'll be able to withstand and overcome all of the obstacles that will undoubtedly get in your way on your journey towards success. I think it was Frederick Nietzsche who said something along the lines of, he who has a strong why can endure any how. And that's what today's show is all about. However, before we dive into any of that, I want to tell you a little bit about Music Vine, the cool company sponsoring this first season of the Filmmaker Freedom podcast. So you have a lot of choices these days when it comes to finding music for your films and video projects. But Music Vine truly stands above the pack. Not only is it refreshingly straightforward to license music you'd actually want to use in your films, but it's also genuinely affordable, even for indie filmmakers on shoestring budgets. And the best part is, the music is all thoughtful, expressive, and genuine. It's sourced from indie artists all over the globe who put the same care and attention and soul into their music as you do into your films. That's why all of the music in this podcast comes straight from the Music Vine Library. So if you like what you hear in today's show, you can learn more about Music Vine and get an exclusive 10% discount on your first song when you visit filmmakerfreedom.com. All right, so let's dive in to the episode. So I don't know if you remember, but in the first episode of this season, 
which you should totally listen to if you haven't. I shared the story of the time that I nearly gave up on filmmaking entirely. Just to recap it quickly, I thought I wanted to become a top-tier cinematographer in the industry, so I started shooting as much as I possibly could, and I worked on everything, regardless of whether there were projects I actually cared about or I was working with people that I enjoyed being around and enjoyed collaborating with. And beyond all that shooting, most of which was for free, I was doing everything in my power to make a living with the skills that I'd picked up in film school. So that meant I was shooting a lot of corporate videos and working in um, live sports broadcast stuff, and even even trying to freelance, although I've, I've never really enjoyed or been good at freelancing. All in all, I found myself working a lot, pretty much every single day of the week. And a lot of the time it was work that I wasn't crazy about, and it was for a negligible amount of money. And to top it off, it felt like I wasn't making any real progress towards my goal of being successful in the industry. And that's when I got burned out and depressed and just started questioning whether I even wanted to make films anymore. And the reason that happened to me, the reason that I wasn't able to push through those obstacles and the frustration and all of that, is that I didn't have a strong why. I didn't have any kind of larger purpose for filmmaking or for pursuing the specific path that I was on. More than anything else, I just thought it'd be kind of cool to be a high-end cinematographer. Because, you know, I enjoyed consuming the images coming out of the industry, like the dramatic shows and movies that I was watching at the time really inspired me, and I thought they were great. But I never took into consideration the lifestyle and the sacrifice that comes along with pursuing that path. And there was nothing driving me towards it other than some vague notion that I should be pursuing success within the film industry. Part of me just kind of thought that the only way forward for someone who just got out of film school was that you go into the industry. And if you don't go into the industry, you make corporate films. And if you don't do either of those, you're kind of a failure. And I thought that even though deep down, I think I always knew that neither of those was what I wanted. So I took some time to, to reassess and to think about why I enjoy filmmaking, like what specifically it is about filmmaking that makes me want to pursue it and makes me want filmmaking to be part of my life. So here's what I came up with. I make films now because I'm one of those multi-passionate people that you hear about a lot these days. Like I'm super involved and invested in a couple of different art forms and film somehow manages to combine them all in a way that just fascinates me. So as someone who really enjoys the craft and the solitude of writing and the improvisation and experimentation part of making music and then creating images and telling stories and using color and all of this stuff, Filmmaking offers me the ability to express myself more fully than any of those mediums possibly could. And it gives my brain the opportunity to, to stay engaged and, and not get bored because that's, that's something that happens to me when I'm, I'm overly invested in one thing for too long. I, I, start to, I start to get bored with it. So filmmaking, just through the sheer diversity of the process and the many creative components that go into it, is just a uniquely enjoyable experience for me that really isn't matched by anything else. So that's that's one big part of why I make films. And the second part, I think, is, is a little bit cliche. 
So I happen to think that film is, is really the most powerful and universal medium that we have for telling stories. And maybe it's just me and maybe I watch too much news, but the world is kind of a, a chaotic, scary, and divided place. And it's, it's so clear that we need to find ways to bring people together and to, to foster empathy and to foster understanding. And as far as I know, stories are far and away the best way to actually accomplish that. And it's, it's not like I have some grand ambition of bringing the world together with my stories, but I think we all have a small role to play, and I'd like to do my part by telling the stories that are meaningful to me. So that's my answer to the question, why do you make films? But I wanted to hear from more people, because obviously we're all a little bit different and we all have different backgrounds and experiences and goals and hopes and dreams and all of that stuff. So I went to the podcast squad, which is a small slice of the filmmakers process audience who have chosen to answer questions and be featured on the podcast, which you can join too if you want. Anyhow, here's what the squad had to say. My name is Warren Scherzinger, and I live in Seattle, Washington. I make films because filmmaking is the most direct route to both understanding and acceptance. I heard a saying recently, and it goes like this. There isn't anyone you couldn't love once you've heard their story. And filmmaking lets me tell a person's story. When you hear someone's story, you begin to understand and accept who they are. I love to see a person's eyes light up when they see and appreciate someone's story, and it leads to understanding and acceptance. This is how the world can truly change for the better. My name is Elizabeth Meisen. I'm from Bristol, England. The reason I started making films was because I feel like that's the way that I learn best. So I started by watching and making documentaries because that's the way that I make connections. So I think that I wanted to make connections with and for other people. Hey, my name is Max Kaplan. I'm from Dayton, Ohio. Uh, I make films because I love to just create. I like to make something that didn't exist before and for somebody to get enjoyment out of something that I made and I'll keep doing that until the day that I die. My name is Georgia Ekbojan and I'm from Oakland, California. I make films because I love writing and telling stories. I hope to inspire people to start their own creative projects and find success in them. I also make films because I want to provide work opportunities for my friends or anyone trying to break into filmmaking. Hello, my name is Christopher Morrison. I'm an American, but I live in uh, Brussels, Belgium, and I, I do live and write and make films out here. I was in theater for 15 years and then transitioned into film around 2008. And I make movies the same reason why I make made theater, the same reason why I write, which is to simply tell stories and show the world exactly what I think of it. I do believe, of course, that you know, in the wonderful cliches, stories can change worlds. I don't have any illusions that mine will change the world, but it can reach someone and just affect them in any way possible. And these days, that's uh, 
that's a rare thing if you can reach into someone's life and uh, give them an experience. My name is Virginia Daniel and I live in sunny South Florida. I want to write and share stories that will help people connect and heal. My main focus is on mental health support. It saddens me when I hear that the average delay between onset of symptoms and intervention is 8 to 10 years. So I want to do my part to eliminate the stigma and break the silence so people with mental illnesses will feel comfortable speaking up and get the help they need. My name is Travis Kelbert, and I'm from Reno, Nevada. I've been thinking about the questions Robert posed in the first podcast about defining success. Specifically, what is the impact I want my work to have on an audience? What is it I want them to feel? For me, these answers lie deep in the psyche. It's something not readily accessible. So it was no surprise that upon waking this morning and finding myself in that semi-conscious but honest state of half-awakening, the answer came to me. I want people who watch my films to feel less alone, to experience the wonder of human connection. It's much like the sentiment expressed in David Bowie's rock and roll suicide. When the crescendo builds to the end of the song and he yells out, you're not alone, just give me your hand, that's what I want people to feel. Hi, my name is Ivy Schecksneider, and I'm from Winslow, Illinois. I was first inspired to make movies after watching uh, Piano Guys video. I hadn't had any experience, but I just started learning on my own. Um, the filmmaker's process helped me a lot through that. Uh, but just that creative aspect of it really inspired me, and that you can make art that was beautiful and moving and could emotionally inspire people. It would, it would make them want to be something better, be something different. Also, working with people on a film set when you're, you know, shedding blood, sweat, and tears to try to get a movie done. Something about that bonding process really just draws me in. And I think today, film, movie making, and that medium will inspire people. We can inspire people to live differently and to make a difference out there in whatever sphere that their life revolves around. And Man, I don't know about you, but I am really enjoying these audience submissions. And it makes it feel like we're getting to, to hear just such a, a wide range of experiences and opinions and ways of, of looking at the world. And it makes this show less like me just shouting into a microphone from my small little corner of the internet. Anyhow, if you want to hear the rest of the answers that people submitted to the question of why they make films, head to filmmakerfreedom.com slash three. And that's the number three, not spelled out or anything. And while you're there, you can also sign up to be part of the podcast squad, which is the fine group of folks who answer these questions and get featured in the podcast. So to wrap up today's lesson in today's episode, I'd like to tie it back to last week's episode about small daily actions and this idea that Really, any success that you want, any long-term meaningful success can be achieved not through taking massive, crazy action, but through doing small things consistently. And not just any small things, but things that actually move the needle, like networking or developing a voice or finding clients or whatever it is that will get you closer to your goals. Anyhow, I, I likened that whole process of daily actions to this idea of building a house with your bare hands and stacking bricks up one by one. 
And when you think of that whole metaphor, this idea of having a larger purpose and being deeply connected to it starts to make even more sense. Because when you have a strong why, that whole process of stacking bricks, one at a time, day in and day out, it doesn't bother you at all like it would for somebody who wasn't really connected with their purpose. Your why gives you motivation and fortitude, and most important, it gives you resilience for the times when your bricks don't stack up perfectly or when you make a mistake. Having a strong why makes it a little bit easier to ignore all of the haters who don't like your work, and trust me, there will be haters. And you'll also be able to withstand the, the irritation that comes from the gatekeepers who tell you no. I'm sure you're getting the big picture here. Having a strong reason why you make films will give you the resolve to actually succeed with a career path that is notoriously difficult. And last but not least, and with everything I've said so far, I don't want to leave you with the impression that being a filmmaker is some kind of terrible or tragic thing. I don't think anything could be further from the truth. Honestly, filmmaking is a hell of a lot of fun, especially when you're with great people and you're working on something that you actually care about. The sense of satisfaction and achievement that you'll feel when completing a project that you're proud of is seriously one of the best feelings in the world. But it really is important to internalize that idea that things will occasionally suck. And it's even more important to realize that that suckiness is 100% okay. And that when you're armed with the power of your purpose, you'll breeze through it and it won't prevent you from reaching the success that you really, truly want. That's all I've got for this week's episode of the Filmmaker Freedom Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it, found it useful and entertaining, and more importantly, that you're starting to think about why exactly you make films and how you can use that as fuel and motivation to push you forward in your own filmmaking endeavors. Just as a quick reminder... This whole first season of the show is sponsored by my friends over at Music Vine. In a recent conversation I had with the co-founders, I asked them about the relationships that they have with both their artists and with the filmmakers who use the site extensively, and if they do any facilitating to make sure that everybody gets what they want. And here's what Lewis Foster, one of the co-founders, told me. Absolutely, yeah. A huge amount of our time actually actually goes into that, into that cultivation of, of the artists and that that communication, so we're working with filmmakers to learn what they're looking for, then we're relaying that feedback on to our, to our artists. So it's, it's very much a collaboration and we're, we're trying to, uh, to act as a dynamic kind of mediator between, between both. Thanks so much for listening. I'll catch you in next week's episode, where we'll be talking about the essentials of how to succeed in the film industry. And not to ruin the surprise, but I'll be bringing in a good friend of mine who's been the editor on a few really popular shows these past 10 years. And needless to say, the dude knows a thing or two about how to work your way up in a very difficult industry. Oh, and last but not least, if you enjoy this show, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a rating and especially a review on iTunes. So thanks for everything, and I'll see you in the next episode. Peace.